Best in Class is back with another episode, always focusing on young players throughout the NFL, young players on the Bucks, first, second year guys that you followed in the draft, and then everybody else loses track of them. Not here on Best in Class with Sean Sullivan, the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru. All the fun is presented by Bill Curry Ford, Tampa's first family of Ford dealerships. Sean is fired up today. He's diving into the AFC East draft. A look back at what happened about six weeks ago. And uh, always fun, always quick and flying. Here he is, Sean Sullivan. Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining us on Best in Class, coming to you live from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa. I am Sean Sullivan with the best assistant business in the business. Grace, say hi. Hi. So hi, Tampa and uh, Joe Bucks fan listeners. We are breaking down the AFC East today in the draft. So very exciting stuff. And inside the AFC East is my last year's winner of the Jets, which had the number one draft last year from best in class 2023. And I think that um, it got proven when a lot of my predictions came true with Sauce Garner. Obviously, all of the Jets players that I, I really loved last year. But again, did the Jets have the best draft again this year? We're going to get into that. AFC East, visit us at Bill Curry Ford Tampa, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok now. Uh, that's a new thing. Also, uh, visit us at BillCurryFord.com to see all of our amazing specials for June. We still have 0% remaining on 22s that we have left in stock. We have the construction sale going on. We have the new, we will match and beat any deal that you get on paper for uh, a new Ford vehicle or even a pre-owned vehicle. If it's match to match, I will, ma- I will beat it. So you bring in your paper and say, hey, listen, I found this deal in another city. I, have, I don't want to drive there. Don't worry. We have your back. Bill Curry Ford will take care of it with the new beat or match best pricing in Tampa, along with our lifetime warranty and all of our amazing concierge service for ordering and, and our new pickup and delivery in your home. So if you want to buy a car from home, you can go online to BillCurryFord.com, buy a vehicle. We will deliver it to your driveway. You do not even have to come in the dealership. If you would like to do service with us and you live within 15 square miles of Bill Curry Ford, we will come and pick up your vehicle service it and return it to your home free of charge how about that grace awesome. yeah we are uh, three months away from finishing our construction which is great and uh we'll be happy when big storm uh reopens that's very exciting for us again a shout out to joe bucks fan just some great people um with some great articles this month on the, the slowest time in the football year so we're going to break down the AFC East today. We're going to go through all of the uh, divisions and then conferences, best drafts, worst drafts, best players to look for. Then in the, and then again, we're going to break down the worst drafts in Bucks history, which should be a lot of fun. And then I'm going to do one because of requests. I've had so many people asking me, we will do a fantasy football breakdown of the rookies. So I'll do rookie fantasy football and dynasty league rookie stuff. I will have an episode before your drafts coming. So again... Let's get started on the best 30 minutes in football. We're going to start with the Buffalo Bills and what they did. So round one, pick 25, they picked Dalton Kincaid, tight end out of Utah. The fastest um, rising tight end in the draft. This guy, Dalton Kincaid, right? So he's basically second round grade coming out of Utah. And then based upon pro day performances and his performance at the draft combine, Dalton Kincaid moved up the board somehow without catching a pass and without doing a block to become this all-around tight end who everybody says is can't miss. And he jumped over some tight ends that I really, really liked. And, you know, when we, we talked about, um, you know, Washington going to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we'll talk about that later, later in the podcast. But again, Dalton Kincaid's a solid pick. 
I don't know if he's going to be the star that these guys um, talk about his receiving skills. I think that he's had some injury concerns. Overall, I think that he was a, um, a solid pick at 25. And being that he was the first tight end off the board just really, really shocked me. But again, listen, you like who you like. You go after them. The Buffalo Bills obviously thought that Dalton Kincaid gave them five-tool tight end player. And if I'm drafting a guy 25 overall in the tight end, he better be an offensive weapon for me at the tight end position. He better be a guy that gets six to ten touchdowns for me a year who becomes a red zone target and who averages between 60 and 70 yards per game. Uh, we'll see. But, you, you know, Dalton Kincaid's going into an amazing offense, you know, with one of the best quarterbacks uh, in the entire league. So he's actually going into a great um, organization so congratulations to him. Second round pick, number 59 overall, Osiris Torrance out of Florida. This is the guard that I, that I talked about. It was my number one guard for me. If you listen to Best in Class, obviously you do breakdown of guards. This is a man beast. This is a road grader. This is a glass eater. This is a day one starter for Buffalo. Great job, Buffalo. And the second round, you got what I would consider – to be a fringe Pro Bowl player coming into the NFL. I think that you are going to be super surprised with how good Osiris Torrance is, and especially in the run game, he is a road grader. Mad Max beyond Thunderdome kind of guy, right? So congratulations on just getting a gigantic human being that can move like a basketball player. So congratulations. Round three, pick 91, uh, Dorian Williams out of Tulane. Here's a guy that I, th I thought he went a little higher than I expected. I'm not a huge fan of Dorian Williams. I think that he's, he's okay. I think that they, they got him specifically to cover tight ends and, and backs out of the backfield because of how he can move. Um, he's got a lot of range. He's got a wide wingspan. So um, if he's going to drop into throwing lanes and he's going to get his hands up, he's going to cause some disruption. But overall, I mean, I, I had a a different grade on, on Dorian Williams. But again, it's a solid guy. I mean, round three, pick 91, I get it. If they think that he's going to be able to do some snaps for them, good for them. Round five, Justin Shorter out of Florida. Obviously, being a Florida fan, I watched every snap of the Florida Gators. Um, Shorter's an okay player. You know, he wasn't one of my top receivers. And I did a 20-receiver breakdown, 6'4", 234 pounds. He's got 34-inch arms. He was supposed to be this like big, uh, big play guy for Gators and for uh, Anthony Richardson. And, you know, he has good hands, but he ended up being hurt a lot. He continually got hurt. Um, he was, it was very hard for him to stay on the field. So when he was on the field, I thought he was a very decent player. I, thought, I, thought, I think he was very good. I think Josh Allen is going gonna, is gonna to like him. I think Shorter can come in and be that fourth guy and give them some size in the red zone. Again, if you look at Dalton Kincaid and what they did with Justin Shorter, they got bigger, um, and they got bigger in the red zone. So round seven, offensive guard Nick Broker out of Ole Miss. To me, this is a guy that um, is basically you're taking a chance on him at guard because he played tackle in, in college. But I think moving him into guard, seeing if he can play. But again, I think this is a flyer player. Same with cornerback Alex Austin out of Oregon State. Not a big fan of Austin because of his overall top-end speed uh, at corner. Um, he's a good run defender, played a lot of snaps in college, but again, special teams player. So recapping the Buffalo Bills draft, they went out and got Dalton Kincaid, which I think is a very solid pick at, uh, at 25. I personally would have liked some of my other choices at, at tight end, and we'll go all through those and who drafted them. If this was their guy and this was their choice, I get it. They think he's a five-stool player. 
But, you know, they got a starter in Dalton Kincaid. They got a starter in Osiris Torrance in the second round. I think Dorian Williams is a backup, and Justin Shorter is a backup. And I think Nick Broker and Alex Austin are special teams guys. Again, not a lot of picks for Buffalo. I think it's a, it's a, it's a pretty good job. They got two starters on a, on a Super Bowl team. I think it's a legitimate Super Bowl team, but I think those guys are going to play some huge minutes, their first and second round pick. Moving on to the Miami Dolphins. Should I say Olympic speed Miami Dolphins, since the Dolphins are probably the fastest NFL team ever assembled? And we could, we could have a long conversation, which I'm not going to bore you, about all the players that run a sub-4-4 for the Miami Dolphins. And then uh, it's, it's just amazing the amount of speed that they have. Um, they didn't have a first-round draft pick, so they lost their first-round draft pick because they screwed around with my quarterback, Tom Brady, uh, and when they shouldn't have been, and they forfeited their first round. So in the second round, they drafted Cam Smith, corner out of South Carolina. I love Cam Smith. Very physical player. Did a lot of pass breakups at, at South Carolina. I think that he um, plays much faster than he played um, with his 40 time, and I think he's a great complement you know, not with Xavier Howard and, and this guy. And, you know, it's Vic Fangio's um, defense is just now loaded with physical players. But Cam Smith out South Carolina, excellent player, very physical, very underrated. Round two, pick 51. I think it's a terrific pick for Miami Dolphins. Round three, pick 84, Devon A-Chain out of Texas A&M. So A-Chain clocked a 4-3-2-40. Uh, he's a track star had 36 breakaway runs of 15 yards or more while he was at Texas A&M. This is a guy that I wanted the Bucks to look at for his speed. He also plays special teams. But again, A-Chain is probably going to be the third fastest guy on the Miami Dolphins with a 4-3-2 speed. Tight end Elijah Higgins came in round six out of Stanford. You know, this guy's not big enough to be a tight end. He's more of a wide receiver. We'll see how they use him. He is not... Uh, you know, highly regarded in, 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 in the best-in-class uh, tight end breakdown. And then round seven, pick 238 offensive tackle Ryan Hayes out of Michigan. I don't mind people taking these late flyers on offensive tackles on, or guards who play at big-time schools like Michigan. I mean, the guy, the guy was obviously well-coached. He's got good size, but he doesn't have a lot of athletic talent. So, he might be jumped. He might. They might jump him in the guard, you know, or, or something like that. But again, in the seventh round, pick two thirty-eight. He's more of a uh, training camp guy. But again, the Miami Dolphins came out of this, even though with no first-round draft pick, Cam Smith is going to be probably their slot guy, or he's going to get some snaps at corner. But he's definitely going to be third in rotation, so he's going to play some snaps. And then there's and then uh, Devon A. Chain is definitely going to get probably at least ten to twelve snaps a game or at least touches a game. I shouldn't say snaps. At least touches to use that speed. Um, overall, Miami didn't have but four picks in the draft, so they really couldn't do much with what, what they had. And again, having no first-round draft pick, having a late um, second and third, and then only having a sixth and seventh, there's not really much to talk about. But Kent Smith is, a, is, a, is a, an, an above-average corner. I think he's going to be fine. Uh, A-chain could be a star if he can stay healthy. Other than that, there's not much to talk about with the Miami Dolphins. Um, moving on to the Patriots. So the Patriots, what they do is they had this philosophy where we're just going to draft everybody in the entire draft and hope they work out. Because every year I do the breakdown on, on New England and, you know, okay, so there's seven rounds in football. You think they're going to have minimum of seven-round picks. They always have like 15, 18 picks. I don't know what, the, what, what they're doing, but they, they have this philosophy of we don't care if we miss on picks. We're just going to pick everybody 
and we're going to hit on some people. I mean, it's just hilarious to me. So let's talk about how many picks they had. Let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 picks. Congratulations, New Orleans, New England Patriots. You have, you have a million picks. So hope some of these guys make your team. Let's go with round one, pick 17, Christian Gonzalez, right? Christian Gonzalez was my number one corner. They got him at pick 17. Again, I think I'm pretty, I have a pretty good track record with corners because I, Grace, I haven't been wrong about the corners. Everybody I have talked about has nailed it. Like they've been absolute studs in the NFL. Uh, Christian Gonzalez is another one. He's going to be a star uh, for the New England Patriots. Just watch out for Christian Gonzalez. Don't know where this soft thing where he's, he plays soft or whatever. The guy's fast, physical, um, can get in front of your passing lanes, has terrific hands, is going to be a turnover machine. I think the Patriots know defensive backs. I think that's Bill Belichick's specialty, I believe. I would have to look that up, but I believe his specialty is the defensive backfield. Uh, and he picked this guy uh, number 17. Uh, Keon White out of Georgia Tech, round two, uh, edge 40, um, at the 46th pick. We've talked about White. You know, the guy, the guy looks the part of an edge rusher. I mean, size, hands over 10 inches, um, speed. But then when I actually watched him go against guys, he didn't have a lot of um, pass rush moves. He kind of tried to win with power. And then when he couldn't win with power, he was kind of, a, you know, stonewalled. So I think that he's a developmental edge. But I think physically he's so gifted. Marty Mapu, this guy out of um, uh, Sacramento State, uh, the safety slash linebacker hybrid, this guy was on Todd Bowles' radar. I know that Todd Bowles wanted this guy, wanted to draft this guy. New England took him high in the third round. I believe it's more rated of a fifth or sixth round pick. Here's a guy that in the mini camp right now for New England has is, is, um, really uh, made headlines. Apparently he's just um, been tremendous in minicamp playing in that hybrid position between safety linebacker. So again, he's a run stopper, uh, clogs the lane, great tackler. Um, he's a little slow, so he doesn't have a lot of top end speed, but he's fast for a linebacker, slow for a safety. So we'll see how that goes. He also played at Sacramento state. So to me, he's, he's more of a, of a hybrid special teams player who you put in on third downs. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Center Jake Andrews round four out of Troy. I like Jake Andrews. I actually thought that this was a terrific pick. Again, the way that New England picks their, their offensive linemen, they seem to find these, these small school guys that end up being um, players for them. And then when they go to other teams, as you guys all know, they end up being you know, uh, not as good. I, I, I really think that the Patriots probably have the best offensive line coaches um, in the uh, NFL. I don't really think you can go wrong with Jake Andrews as a developmental center. I also think he can play guard. I think he's a terrific run blocker. I think he's going um, to be a guy that they're going to have to teach pro set to, um, and we'll see how that goes. Kicker Chad Ryland, who was the fourth-round fourth, fourth round pick. They picked a kicker, yes, in the fourth round out of Maryland. Again, New England's been known for their kickers as, as knowing talent, and they've had some successful kickers there. And Chad Ryland's a guy that at Maryland um, you know, obviously put up some huge numbers. I don't want to spend a lot of time on kickers, but obviously they, they had a lot of faith in him as a round four. Their other fourth-round draft pick, uh, City Sow out of Eastern Washington. He's an offensive guard, uh, gigantic guard out of Eastern Washington. Um, not as athletic as I thought when we broke him down, but he's a guy that hasn't also been playing football very long. So, again, a developmental guy. Round five, Antonio Maffi out of UCLA. So... Again, don't know a lot about Malfi. I was trying to do some um, 
some breakdowns of him. Uh, I didn't do anything in my, my linebacker breakdown in best in class. Round six, Kayshawn Boutte out of LSU. This was my sleeper pick out of the wide receivers. Uh, this is a guy that has incredible talent. Uh, this is a guy that um, you guys need to remember. Um, this guy can play. If he can stay on the field and stay out of trouble, this guy is going to be an impact player for the New England Patriots. Round six, punter Bryce Berenger, Michigan State. Not talking about punters. Uh, round six, wide receiver Demario Douglas out of Liberty. Um, there's a guy that um, has some speed, had some drops, more of a special teams player for me. Uh, cornerback Amir Speed out of Michigan State, another guy that I think is more of a special teams player. And then round seven, Isaiah Bolden out of Jackson State. Very interesting guy. So uh, if you look at, at Bolden, you know, he obviously played for Deion Sanders last year. Here's a guy that was well coached uh, who's going to play in the slot for New England. Isaiah Bolden has a chance to make this team. I, I think that he's a little bit of a sleeper guy uh, in that slot position. I think you can draft a slot between four and six rounds. They actually got a player in round seven. I think uh, Jacksonville State had – I, I think there's a, a couple of players. And last year they had, you know, James Houston who had eight and a half sacks for the, the Detroit Lions. So there's some talent that comes out of that school. Again, recapping, Christian Gonzalez round one. He's going to be an excellent player for the New England Patriots. He's going to be a starter. Uh, uh, Keon White is going to be a developmental edge. They got out of Georgia Tech. Martu Mapu is a guy out of Sacramento State, which they're very high on, who's litting up their, their mini camp and has been a, um, apparently the, the star of their mini camp. Uh, center Jake Andrews out of Troy, I think, is a guy that um, is a, another small school guy the Patriots draft and turned into a starting center. Chad Ryland, the kicker out of Maryland, not going to talk about the kicker. Sidney Sow out of Eastern Washington, uh, offensive guard. Hasn't been playing football long enough for me to, to put. I mean, he's a gigantic guy. He's going to need a lot of coaching. Uh, Antonio uh, Maffi out of UCLA. Didn't do a lot of research on him. And Kayshawn Boutte out of LSU, wide receiver. I think he's a sleeper. I think he's going to be an incredible player if, as long as he can stay out of trouble. Bryce Berenger, punter out of Michigan State. Not talking about the punter. Demario Douglas is a special teams uh, wide receiver out of Liberty. Amir Speed, and I think he's another special teams guy out of Michigan. And Isaiah Bolden, round seven out of Jacksonville State, has a chance to actually make the New England Patriots roster as a slot receiver. So if you look at all of these picks, you're like, oh, my gosh. They got a lot of depth, right? How many starters did they really get? Possibly one. Right? I mean, I think definitely one. I'm sorry. I should say definitely one. Christian Gonzalez is an amazing player. After that, they got a lot of maybes. They got a lot of upside uh, players, which I think there's a lot of these guys you're just, you're just saying, hey, are we gonna, is, is Chad Ryland going to be start, your starting kicker and is Bryce Berenger going to be your starting punter? Then you got three starters out of, out of 13 picks. That's interesting to me. Uh, again, the Patriots just look like they just draft everyone. And they're like not concerned if anybody works out or not because they have a backup to a backup to a backup. And again, that's how they've done it for so long. That's how they had so much depth. But again, they, they, there's a lot of lack of star power um, out of this draft. Uh, moving on to the New York Jets. They had my best draft last year, an incredible draft. Um, I, I, I think it's a draft for the ages. I think when the Jets make the playoffs this year, I think it's going to be because of last year's draft. I think it's it's it's... The, 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 um, like the drafts can really change an entire franchise, which, again, this is why I do this best-in-class podcast on rookies. It changes your franchise when you have these life-altering, decade-altering 
drafts, which the Jets had last year. I mean, for goodness sakes, they had the first all-pro rookie corner in NFL history. I mean, that's, uh, that's, pretty, that's pretty crazy. Not only that, they drafted a starting running back. They drafted a starting uh, defensive end. I mean, uh, they, they, they drafted a starting offensive lineman. I mean, they just, what a great draft. So going into this draft, of course, I have high expectations. I'm like, it's the New York Jets. They murdered the draft last year. So let's talk about round one, pick 15. So we know everybody in the whole world knows they were going offensive tackle with this pick. And they showed their hand, and they got um, traded up for one pick before they drafted, and they lost their offensive lineman. So they went back to their board, and they drafted Will McDonald, pass rusher out of Iowa State. So this is an undersized pass rusher with incredible speed and quickness, with an amazing athletic score. This is a very athletic player who projects to be a much better player in the pros than he was at Iowa State. Here's a guy who, had, who can get sacks, get to the quarterback. Obviously, the Jets wanted pass rush. At 15, I think it was a little bit of a reach. Um, but again, if he can get you six, seven sacks, I mean, who am I to argue with that? That's a, that's a great rookie year. If the guy comes out and has 10 sacks, then the Jets you know, uh, are, did an amazing job. But Will McDonald's a very interesting player. I liked him for the Bucs at uh, at 19, I, I thought I wouldn't get mad if the Bucks drafted him at 19. I really thought Will McDonald was more of a lower first round, a high second round pick, uh, just based upon everything that was going on pre-draft. Somehow he continued to move up the boards uh, without ever doing anything. So again, he just moves up without actually making a tackle or a sack. He just, I'm still dumbfounded by how, how do you have the guy ranked as the, I don't know, 35th best player on your board and then somehow, without him doing a thing, he moves up to 15 on your board. I'm not quite sure how that works. One day, the NFL, uh, I'm going to have to sit down with Jason Light at Burns and have a few beers and, and just ask him, how do these guys move up the board without doing anything? Uh, round two, Joe Tittman out of Wisconsin. He's a center, right? This guy is awesome. I talked about him and my... Um, Best-in-class offensive lineman breakdown under centers. I said Joe Tittman is a sleeper center. He's gigantic. He has an amazing size for the position. He's going to be a stud starter in the NFL. If I'm drafting a center white or a tackles, if I'm drafting anything, I'm going Wisconsin, Iowa, Iowa State. I love those, those like um, grass-fed offensive linemen, glass-eating guys. Tittman's just a, a true professional. I think he, he just goes in there and solidifies the center position right away. Round four, they didn't have a third-round draft pick. Offensive tackle, uh, Carter Warren out of Pittsburgh. Here's a guy that had a second-round grade, fell to the fourth round. That's really great value for the Jets. Addressing the offensive line again, just in case uh, Becton doesn't come through or, or start to have some other picks available. I thought it was really interesting. Round five, Israeli and Abataconda. Uh, running back out of Pittsburgh. Again, this guy could be a steal. I think he makes the New York Jets. I think he, um, he works into the rotation at running back. I really think he's that good. Linebacker Zaire Barnes out of Western Michigan. Here's a guy that was rising up the boards, um, had a very, very good uh, pro day. I really think that he has a chance to make the team. Round six, this um, uh, Jarek Bernard Converse out of LSU. Not a big fan. I think that that's uh, more of a um, special teams guy, you know, practice squad guy, and then tight end uh, Zach Kuntz out of Old Dominion. Now, this guy, uh, uh, Zach Kuntz out of Old Dominion, here's a guy that could be a, sle a sleeper. He's 6'7", 255 pounds. He put together one of the best senior, or senior bowl, 
uh, NFL combines that, 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 that has ever happened for a tight end. He is one of the most athletic tight ends in the draft. You just, don't get the, you just didn't see the production at Old Dominion for, for, for what he should be dominating. And can he do it at the pro level? I think he's an absolute steal in round six. So recapping the New York Jets, Will McDonald's going to get snaps, right? He's going to go in there and be a snaps at edge. Joe Titman could be your starting center. I, that's how much faith I have in him. I think he's going to be terrific. Carter Warren could, 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 take some, uh, could play right tackle um, for the Jets, depending on Mekhi Becton and, and what's going to happen to him uh, and his progress from his injuries. Running back Israel, Israel and Abanaconda. I think that he absolutely works into the rotation and the running backs. Uh, Zaire Barnes out of, out of Western Michigan, not, you know, not high on him, or Jarek Bernard Converse at LSU. But Zach Kuntz absolutely could be the sleeper tight end uh, in this draft. We'll see. Again, the New York Jets, for what they lack in spectacular like they had last year, when I say spectacular, I mean if, they, if, we, could, if we graded 1 to 10, they had a 20. So this draft is more down to earth. They got at least – some some snap takers here. I'm not going to say that they have that they got any starters out of this draft, but what they did is they did get some depth and some snaps on what I consider a playoff team with now Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback. I think the team's good enough. We'll see how their injuries come back. I think they're going to get some players back. I think they're going to be very good. I think the Jets are going to shock some people. I uh, really like their wide receiver room. I really like their running back room. And again, they added another pass rusher and they added some offensive um, line depth. But but right now, it was not a spectacular draft for me for the Jets. I think it was just, okay, we're going to take, uh, we're going to reach for some players and we're going to try to fill in some positions at depth that we need. And again, that's not what they did last year, but they kind of let the draft, uh, they didn't let the draft come to them like, the, like they did last year. They kind of, I think they panicked once a couple of their players went off the board. But again, Will McDonald's going to be a good player. Joe Titman's going to be a good player. Carter Warren's going to be a good player. I mean, so their top three picks, and I think Israel and Abanaconda is going to, is going to take some snaps too. And listen, this guy Kuntz, he could be a guy that, that maybe that athletic freakishness that you see translates in the NFL better than it did in, at Old Dominion. So we'll see. But the Jets, solid draft, not excellent. So if you go through, we're going to recap real quick. Buffalo, Miami, New England, and the Jets. None of these drafts were exceptional. I think these were all solid drafts, but nothing really stands out to me. You're going to have to wait and see uh, what happens in our next AFC breakdown next week. Uh, thank you for joining Best in Class. Uh, hit me up at bestinclass at billcurryford.com with any questions, draft questions, draft breakdowns, any topics that you want me to cover. I'll be happy to answer your questions. Please follow us at Bill Curry Ford Tampa. Also visit us at BillCurryFord.com. See all of our amazing specials for June. Order a car and still receive a $500 gift card. Please um, email gthomas at BillCurryFord.com if you have any community things that you'd like us to, to look at or be interested in. And again, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Please share the podcast. Please share the ratings. And I'll see you guys next time.